Al-Bayan Radio presents The Muslim Mindset, hosted by Adnan al-Sheikh, Mazen Kurosh, Abdul Salam Umaylif, and Ahmed Rafiq. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Let's switch things up a bit, huh? We got rid of one. We got rid of so. I think it became a bit redundant. Did he gain redu- Did he get redundancy or was he on leave? I don't know to be honest, but his uh, does, does content it, was becoming redundant. Yeah. Does Elban have that sort of funding to pay out redundancies and stuff? <laughs> May Allah bless the risk of this, the Dawa projects, man. Alhamdulillah. Nah, but Adnan's preoccupied. Uh, we ask Allah to make his easy upon him and his family with whatever he's preoccupied with. Um, but yeah, it's the two of us. We didn't want to sit across from one another. We're like, let's bring in the brother, the brotherly love, get nice and close. <laughs> it's a bit too close. To Isn't that right, Mazin? He's, uh, he's trying to get a bit. We get a bit closer for the last ten nights. Is that what? That's it. Alhamdulillah. Get closer to it's the last. It's the last Wednesday. It's the last uh, <coughs> podcast we'll be doing in Ramadan, huh? It is, but subhanAllah, I didn't, like, I knew Eid was like, now, and that we're in the last 10 nights, whatever, but it only clicked that we're Wednesday, and this weekend, like, that's it, like, subhanAllah. Not realizing what is going on, like, when I was messaging out there before this, and one of the boys was like, we'll go to the masjid for late, no, he's like, he's like, it's an odd night, and then he's like, what, it's an odd night? He didn't even realize that it was the 27th night. I was, I was just going to say, pre- I haven't kept track. I know we're in the last 10 nights, and I'm just keeping track that Eid is like Monday about, or there about know, Sunday, a few Monday, days Tuesday. or so. But I don't know which day it is. I'm like, it's not 21st, 25th. I'm just like. Well, just, no one does. That's, that's, yeah. Oh, you mean, oh, you don't know what day of Ramadan is? Uh, yeah, I don't know yeah, what day of You don't know what day of Eid it is. No, no. We're going to get into that debate. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if it's the 21st or 25th. <laughs> I just know that we're in the last 10 and we're just keeping going. That's it, man. Just go hard or go home until. You know, until mm. the bell rings. I feel like it's better that way, honestly, because then I'm not occupied with, oh, it's an odd night, it's the 25th, 27th, this, that. Just, Just keep going until... Every night like it's your last night. Pretty much. SubhanAllah, on that note, every night like it's your last night. Before we get to the whole chapter and everything, I was doing uh, iftar at Pancho Mosque, mm. and iftar and everything, and my brother had a heart attack. At the mosque? At the mosque. When was this? SubhanAllah, just like a couple of hours ago. Oh, SubhanAllah, bro. And... Like you became all oh, a lot of commotion in the masjid and so on and so forth. Well, he got he was taken to the hospital. My Allah gave him shifat, inshallah. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, you li-, and he's young, mind you, he's in yeah. his thirties. I'm like, you literally don't know, literally don't know. Like, mm-hmm. be blessed to die in the month of Ramadan. You know, may Allah grant us all a righteous yeah, ending. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the guy's in his thirties. <laughs> he's just here for an iftar, and you know. Laylatul Qadr night as they say like the 27th night so to speak and you don't know it's, it's his own so and it's in, if you're in, in Ramadan masjid, yeah, like it's a, yeah you've got yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't have any clue so if you're in Ramadan and you're, you're witnessing this night tonight prayer and in, like uh, proceed like it's going to be your last night because l- you literally do not know I, I saw this with my very own eyes tonight Tonight, yeah. I actually thought they were like t- they were saying his name. I just for just for his privacy, won't say it. They're saying his name. He wouldn't respond. He was literally like sitting like a you know astaghfirullah hasha like a potato. Like he was mm. he was somewhat lifeless. Like he's breathing like weed. Wouldn't respond to his name or anything like that. He couldn't stand, sit, nothing. They were carrying oh, him no. and they laid him on the ground. Um, so yeah, that's just a, like a, a reality check, so to speak.
I think it's uh, yeah. We won't get too much in detail, so we can get into the chapters. But it's it's one of those things that you just like. Sometimes you come across as a thought, and then you, and you remember. But I feel like we ne- neglect the thought so often. The the other day, I think maybe it was maybe a week ago, the Sheikh started reading. Um, he was reading here at this masjid, and the verses were about they were about the akhirah and and jahannam and how you you know the people are getting pulled into jahannam and then people going to the jannah and all the hisab and everything. And subhanAllah, like, again, we hear it, but it's like, uh, it, it doesn't have an effect. And at that point, alhamdulillah, like, I, it clicked with me. I started thinking about what he was saying. And I was like, this is like a reality. This is something that's actually going to happen. And we, like, it's, uh, what do they say? It's drowned out by our everyday that I go to work and I got a family and yeah, I got the day this day and that. And, and you don't think about the fact that there is going to come a day that A, I don't exist. B, I'm going to be in the akhirah. And say so standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being questioned and end up in uh, you know Jannah Jahannam, Jahannam. An eternal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. I mean a drain. Like <coughs> like eternity, it's unfathomable unfathomable to me. But we forget is it like eternity. Like yeah. inf- infinite infinite life in the akhirah be it doomed to Jahannam or Jannah. So we ask Allah to protect us. Amen. Um and how we can protect ourselves, one of the many ways is Protecting ourselves with our ma'amalat with people, yes. okay, and that's ultimately what this book is about: our dealings with people and how we can better them, uh, better ourselves, our mindset, our character, our uh, our values. Yeah, course, and these yeah. are one of the many things that will, inshallah, make us successful and prevent us from being back bankrupt, as we mentioned a, a couple last week or the week before. The muflis, the one who, at the end of the day. After all this said and done, they left bankrupt, even though they fasted and prayed and gave sadaqah like we did, but they backbit this person, they slandered this person, they swore at this person, they cheated this person, so on and so forth. And we were up to chapter, I don't know what chapter number, but we were up to... 79. 79. So we're coming close to the end. And this one, this chapter was actually, I would put in one of my favorites. Um... It was titled The Emotional Bank Balance. Mm. Now, this comes natural to each and every single person, but this was like uh, personified, yep. a good metaphor, you know, not not technically personified, but it was, it was a good mm. metaphor to bring things into perspective. Mm. Now, what the chapter was about is that with each and every person, you have a bank balance. So yep. me with Mazin, I have a bank bank balance. Me with Sheikh Nidal, I have a bank balance, and that bank balance is determined by how I deal with you. Okay, yep. it is either in a deficit, mm. which we do not want, or it's in a what's the opposite of deficit? Uh, surplus. Surplus. Yes, it's in a surplus. So you're either in the positives or the negatives, and the positives is gained by good dealings. Okay, mm-hmm. and the negatives is gained by uh, bad dealings. Yeah. So. Simple stuff that the the author mentioned was that if you, for instance, see someone smiling, mm. you seem. I just bump into you. Say I don't know you very well. I see at the message you smile. <coughs> uh, we move on. Next time I see you, you smile at me again. We move on. Next time I see you, we smile. You smile at me again. We move on. You say salam alaikum. We move on. Now, automatically, my heart has a drawing towards of you. Course, it's drawn yeah. towards you. I think of you in a good light. Simply because yeah. all you have done to me 
or smile and say mm-hmm. assalamu alaikum. You, my friend, are in a surplus. You have made a good investment into a relationship with someone that you may or may not cash in in the future, but you will definitely cash in in the akhirah. So that was ultimately it. Yeah. Now the flip side was he said that if you, I was to see you, okay, masjid or albeit in the mm. in the streets, whatever it may be, every time I see you, you got a frown on your face. Next time I see you, you you really mm. agitated, frustrated. Third time, fourth time, fifth time. All right, this guy, I do not want to approach you, my friend. Yeah, you are in a deficit. You're in debt. You get that vibe. You get that vibe. Just, I do not I want to be that it. negativity. That's right. Rubs off, off onto you, and you and, just and every time you give me that frown, it's. Ten dollars or whatever points or whatever, however you yeah. want to uh, metaphorize it, if that's even mm. a word, into your bank balance between us, yeah. and that's ultimately it. Subhanallah, it, 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 straight away I remembered because the example he gave was smiling, mm. and I don't know why. I think I mentioned it multiple times, but Sheikh Khalid Isa, yeah, upstairs, I have never seen that guy not smile. Yeah, never. Mashallah, may Allah preserve him. Yeah. I've never seen that guy not smile. So for the many years I've been around, I've had very, very minimal interaction with him in terms of speaking and so on and so forth. Yeah. Up until recently he came and got glasses, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but every time I've seen him, smile. He's talking to someone, talking to someone else. He looks at me, smiling, smiling, smiling. And straight away, your heart is drawn to such a person. Mm. Very approachable, very nice, whatever it may be. That's what you're thinking even before yeah. you even speak to this person. Yeah. Um, and that was something that I was like, yeah, I see that. I see that in my life. Yeah. So I don't know what you take from this chapter, man. Whenever there's a whenever there's a metaphor, I like to like personally, I just like to expand on the metaphor and just yeah, really totally. like think about it and and really put it into perspective. I have an example of of this, but I'll, I'll go into the expansion on the metaphor. But when he's talking about an emotional bank balance, I think you use the you use the word that I, that I really like, and that's investment. And I feel like every relationship you have is an investment. And it's a, it's a two-way investment. The relationship is like that middle ground and you're both investing in that relationship. Yeah. One of you, uh, one or both of you can be contributing to it and one or both of you can be taken away from that investment. The more that someone or both are taking away from it, again, it's a, it's a balance in, in general. But also in doing so, whenever you have a balance, right, you're, you're earning an income and you're depositing into that balance. To earn an income, there requires effort. You work, you go to work. And that's where I started to think about how a relationship in itself as well with anyone requires effort for you to be able to have some form of connection, for you to even have a balance in general at all with anyone, there requires effort. Of course, it becomes habit. Like when I get better at my job, I start to go to work and it just becomes normal. Yeah. But I still need to go. I still need to, I see you, I still need to smile. I still, I see you, I give salams. Or when we talk, I, I, I do good dealings. Or let's say if I we have a bad dealing, um, I take the effort to correct that, to fix that and to rectify that balance that was lost. And that's where I think a lot of the time we go we go wrong. We don't we think that relationships just come easy if I just see you, it's like uh we're mates and that's it. Like it doesn't it's not gonna be like that. If I just if you and I just call each other mates and that's it, I just expect you to always be my mate where we don't offer each other some form of some form of return, even if it is a smile. That's a like that's a positive vibe that you're giving me. That's a positive yeah. vibe that I give you. Yeah. You at least you at least enjoy seeing me. Or you're not put off by it, yeah. At the very least, yeah. Uh, and yeah. That, that that sort of uh, business, that business between That's us, right, or that yes. relationship, <laughs> that bank balance between us, will flourish. Yes, will flourish, and others can even benefit from it. Yeah, others can definitely even benefit from it. And I straight away thought back to Subhanallah, 
the many ways the Prophet Sallallahu has taught us to actually invest into this emotional mm. bank balance. Let's just stick with the metaphor, right? Yeah. And I think he, the Sheikh mentions it within the book, gift giving. It, yeah. It's a it's a it's a sunnah. It mm. spreads love and increases mahabba between people. Smiling, okay, it's a sunnah. Mm. You see it on every person's shirt. Smile, it's a sunnah these days. Uh, yeah. There's many shirts like that. Uh, spreading salams. Mm. You're making a du'a for such a person. It's a it's a sunnah. Making a making a specific du'a for a person. The angels make it for you. It's a yeah. sunnah. These sort of things are you investing into this mm. emotional bank balance. Now every time I see Mazin. Bro, I need to cash in yeah. on that bank balance, bro. Mm. Uh, this weekend, I'm moving houses. I know you're really, really busy, bro. Can you please come help me? Yeah, are you dropping hints? No, no. <laughs> but <laughs> Mazin's like, bro, I love this guy. But I, honestly, like saying, I actually would. Like you saying, if you were to ask me now, I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't even tell you, but I know I'm busy, but I actually would because yeah. there is that, like I know, I know many other people that would ask me and like, my priorities Sorry would bro just, I'm busy Yeah My priorities would just be above that Because yeah. of that SubhanAllah And that's where people would question Sometimes you actually hear people like Oh you would have done it for him But not for me or, how <laughs> Well you're not like, him <laughs> <laughs> you're not, And, and there's, a, there's a reason Like there is a reason for that Yeah look it's natural <laughs> To For people you know With friendships And interactions with other people You're not gonna yeah. have uh, You're not gonna have a bank <coughs> A shared account Between every single person Yeah of course so therefore, I go to some random brother from the mosque, or anywhere. Let's, let's pull out the, take the mosque out of the equation. Anyway, yeah. Okay, bro, can you help me this weekend? I know I don't know you, but you reckon you can help me move houses mm. or give me a thousand dollar ah, bit my tongue, a thousand dollar loan or whatever it may be. They're like, who are you, bro? I don't, I don't even know you. Mm. I don't hate you, I don't dislike you, but I don't know you, I don't love you. I don't have like anything you. drawing me towards what, performing what, action. Exactly. What What <laughs> have you done for me to, you know, yeah, take out this in, mm-hmm. take out this investment from this bank balance? You haven't opened up a bank balance with this person, right? That's what yeah. that's what I'm getting at. So, you you can only do this with whoever you have an interaction with, and don't think you have to literally, <laughs> you know, you have to do this with every single person. You have to mm. establish your emotional bank balance, but with those that you have an interaction with, invest into that. In, yeah. Invest into that bank balance mm. Okay Be nice Gentle Kind Spread love Gift Spend time 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 is Time in, is a big one Time is investing into that bank balance Right Spending quality time a big, is one is, uh, a big one is your parents as well When it yeah. comes to time just Like whenever I think of time Parents yeah. is a big, a big one like yeah. People don't invest that time And and while From birth Your, your bank balance is in a surplus with them it's uh, it's not in terms of the akhirah. We're always in a in a deficit to, yeah, to our parents. That's true. And well, that's actually a very profound point. Yeah. I did not even think of that. Yes, the interaction between us and them, in terms of emotion, will be in a surplus <coughs> and whatever it may be. But our uh, our loan from them yeah. is much greater and something that we cannot repay. Yeah. And same goes with you know Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Yes. You have a bank balance with Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Right, mm. we all do. <laughs> we are by no means going to be able to ever repay oh. the bank balance between us and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. As we know, the 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 slave on the day of judgment wants to enter Jannah from his own good deeds, mm. and he worshipped Allah. I think it was five hundred. Whatever he he worshipped Allah for years and years, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala brought his eyes. 
put it on one side of the scale, but all his amal on the other side of the scale, and the other, all his amal went flying because it was light compared to the blessing yeah. of Allah. So, even still, doesn't mean you don't try. So you invest in this emotional bank balance by worshiping, loving, yeah. and you know obeying Allah and not disobeying Him. Mm. These are all ways you can, you know, uh, invest in this emotional bank balance. There's, there's another way of investing in the balance as well that you mentioned, like you reminded me of it when you mentioned something, um, but easing the burden of a brother or sister, obviously, um, is, a, is a big one. There's a, there's a hadith from the Prophet Sallallahu that said, whoever sticks with their brother, who let's say has a burden or, or something like that, and, and continues with them until they fulfill that, they ease that, and, and like whatever the... My wording is off with this, but until that burden is lifted, um, it's either worth the same or more than i'tikaf in the Prophet Sallallahu masjid for a month. And that's like, just imagine the reward of that and the balance that you're building with this person. Allah, we actually get to the hadith yeah. in the third chapter today. Some, something similar. I'm not sure if that's the hadith you're referring to, but we'll, we'll definitely we'll get to it. But no, yeah. you're right. You're 100% right. Um, I actually, I wanted to draw, this was a big chapter. I think this one will pretty much take up most of our time today. Um, I had a, there was this sheikh that he used to be here in Sydney four or five years ago, thereabouts. Mm. Sheikh Abdullah, he used to pray in Yaguna Fitya, who mm. used to lead there. Now he's moved on to Turkey, he lives there now because he just couldn't, he couldn't get citizenship or whatever, whatever, regardless. Yeah. My point was, him... In terms of investing into people's bank balance, I have not seen anyone like him, especially a leader within a masjid. Shalom. This guy, every single person that would come to the masjid, <coughs> mind you, uh, the musalla, mind you, fitya mm. isn't a big musalla. Um, he would, salam alaikum, how are you? Mm. Hug, kiss, what do you do for work? You know, me asking about someone. And praising them and uplifting mm. them and so on and so forth is investing into that bank balance. I'm creating conversation, quality time, whatever it may be, showing concern is yeah. a, a deposit into that bank mm. balance. And he, mashallah, would do this pretty much with everyone without fail. And he'd know all the Muslims names and their families and so on and so forth. Mm. And then... No, he never really requested anything or needed anything, yeah. but he was living here on his own. His family was overseas. Sheikh, come eat with us, dinner, here, there, people will take him out, buy him, give. Not because he was in need of it, he yeah, requested yeah, it or felt pity for, towards him. This guy made you feel like a million bucks. This just guy, felt that yeah, sort this, of debt, so to speak. Or Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. So he, he, mashallah, was a legend. So my point in mentioning him was, that's something that we can all do. You mm. don't need to be a sheikh, a leader, or whatever it may be. With anyone and everyone you meet, invest, invest, ask. Show concern, spread love, hugs, kisses, whatever you want to do, mate. Just mm. show concern and be gentle and kind, and you will put, you will cheer up someone, make their day that much better, and they will in return, Wallah alam, you don't know, in the mm. middle of the night, make dua for you. Very good. Subhanallah, when, when you mentioned that, Sheikh, I just remembered, and, and it shows, it goes to show how this balance works, but I remember I went on a trip. You didn't actually come with us, but I went on a trip to the Gold Coast with a bunch of boys. Yeah, I um, know that story. <laughs> and yeah, but we went to we went to help out with a like an initiative there. They were setting up a masjid or a school there, and we went to the masjid in Gold Coast, and there was a sheikh there. It's kind of like 
I don't think I even got his name at the time. But there was a sheikh there that I think a couple of the boys knew, but the rest of us had no connection, never seen him before, knew nothing about him. And he just asked us, he was sitting down and just started talking to us. This sheikh honestly has never met any, like pretty much the most of us. And the two that knew him weren't with us at the time. So he just sits down, starts talking to us, asks us about our day, what we're doing, how we are, and, and just starts getting an idea of why we're here and what we plan on doing for the week. Somehow in the conversation, it comes up that we don't have a car. And that we're just like walking around, catching Uber, whatever. And the sheikh's like, oh, my house is right behind here. I've got a car in the driveway. Take it for the week. Or like the, the time that we were there. SubhanAllah, the boys were tripping out. Like, what do you mean take the car for a week? We thought he was messing with us. He's like, no, come with me. He takes us and he's got like the keys hung up in the garage and just gives us the keys. He's like, yeah, take the car and bring it back before you leave. And SubhanAllah, the boys were looking in there like, Sheikh, what do you mean? Like, what if we hit the car? Is it like a... And then he's like, yeah, my insurance is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just take it. And if Allah you hit the car. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He goes, and if you hit it, oh, well, look, it is what it is. Now let me ask you this. How many times have you made da'a for this guy? Bro, I have not stopped. I haven't. This uh, was like 10 years ago. It's maybe even less. Five, six years ago. Honestly. But look I at that investment like, he made. And now look. <coughs> Wallah alam, for the rest of your life, you make da'a for this, bro, bro, you know for what, this guy. You know what he did as well, bro? The next day he goes to us. He's like, oh, and by the way, if you're up for it, uh, straight after Fajr Let's go for a run at the beach <laughs> But the next morning He you was slept in <laughs> We we did go We did go with him okay, good. Um, But mashallah He was running bro We were walking Like uh, I'm telling you he Sheikh, was, Sheikh <laughs> Slow I'm down you, bro, Mashallah he was, uh, he was on top of it But again That's like That was the first investment That next day Was another investment He just like For someone to In a, in a land that you don't know To spend time with you And Give you that, like, you're there, bro. You know, we were just going there to chill. And this guy's like, you just think about it. You know, people go to the, they go overseas and they just get all excited when someone holds like a, a sign at the airport with their name on it. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, some guy in a random country knows me. Which he doesn't know. He's just like written it down. Yeah. This sheikh, like giving you that, that attention that, and subhanAllah, we were young, young boys. So at that time, we probably needed that, you know, yeah. from, from a, an older figure. And subhanAllah, bro, I haven't, yeah. Th this guy now, if he comes to Sydney, you're offering your house to but him. I'll offer my whole house to You're him. offering 100%. your car to him. You're making dua for him now <coughs> while he's not present. You find out he's, the whole time. Yeah, you find out he's in a struggle. You're, you're sending him money. Like, it, yeah. it's is that it? And you know what it is? It goes to my final point for this chapter was that the one of the most important investments within that emotional bank balance mm. is that initial <coughs> deposit or withdrawal. Yes. So the first impression. It is. It is. It's literally. It's what sets up your account. Exactly right. It sets you up for either success or failure. Mm. This Sheikh, may Allah preserve him in goodness and grant him jannah. Amen. It started that bank balance with a big, big deposit into it of goodness, right? I feel like just Def thinking about it. I'm keen to like if I'm in the Gold Coast just to go and yeah, just go to the masjid just yeah, to see him. Why not? And definitely in a surplus, right? <laughs> so you may meet for the first time. Off the bat, I make a snack comment towards mm. you. You're like, bro, who is this guy? Doesn't even know me. What a. Mm. You, you cuss me out or whatever it Based may be. Based on that, bro, I'm surprised we still talk. <laughs> <laughs> you cuss me out. And then now for me, I made a. I didn't think about it. I made a snack comment, just passing comment. Now, later, when I want to actually sit down and chat with you, you're going to be hesitant. You're like, why would I chat with this guy, bro? This guy is. This guy was blatantly rude yeah. to me, and to me, maybe I didn't even. It didn't occur to me mm. that I said something that upset you or hurt you, uh, hurt you. But mm. as a result, now I gotta, I gotta fight an uphill battle yeah. trying to get into a surplus with you. You might eventually be like, "Oh, 
This guy's alright. Most of the time it's gonna be like, yeah, whatever, move on. Uh, you're gonna try and minimize mm. that relationship with you. Yeah. So the first impression with someone <coughs> is a lasting impression. It and is. it will definitely determine more often than not what the the pathway of that emotional bank balance will be with someone. Yeah. So yeah. And uh, did you have anything else to add for this one? No. I did have one other thing that I want to mention. Look, because the Sheikh mentions it towards mm. the end. The more I invest into this bank balance, the less any damage I do will affect your love yes. towards me. Okay? So, me, my good friend Mazen, me and my brothers, me and my brothers, we love each <coughs> other, right? You and your sister, you love each mm. other, no matter what, right? Yeah. But you have a big fight one day. Mm. And... Like whatever it may be, you disagree, and nasty words are thrown around. Whatever it may be, come next week, come tomorrow, the day after. There's something to bring you back. You forget it. You like, man, we were at a hundred thousand yesterday. Dropped us by a thousand. I'm giving just mm. throwing random numbers at it. I'm still in a surplus of ninety nine thousand. Whatever yeah. it may be, I'm just throwing random numbers at mm. it. But the point is. The more you invest into a relationship, then the less likely that if something goes wrong, <coughs> and something will always go wrong, pretty of much course, in every yeah. relationship, then you're, it's going to be easier to bounce back mm. and go back to it. And that, that will apply mostly, and I would advise everyone to really invest into it, is relationships between husband and wife, siblings, mothers and fathers, fami- yeah. familial relationships, and then friendships and mm. so on and so forth. You gotta, so that was something I wanted yeah. to add. You gotta just always, you always need to try and be in that surplus. That's the yeah. thing. Like if you ever do anything that puts you in a deficit, try rectify it. Like do what you can to fix it. Like you said, if you get something that hits that thousand, then leave it. That's that's a minus. Rectify it, fix it, keep yourself back to where you were before. Um, and sometimes it even puts you even better uh, when you fix stronger, it. Yeah. Um, but if you if you constantly let those things just go and they accumulate, um, like the sheikh mentioned something about the you know it being like the last straw in some cases, and that's because your balance is in so much of a deficit. At some point, you're gonna start you're in debt. Like you know you keep going down to hit zero, and then boom, you're on the back foot. And that's like that's something that you can't. Like I said, every time you f- screw something, you need to fix it. And every time you do good, you need to keep doing good. And just focusing on that relationship because if you keep going back. And back and back and you don't fix it you're not realizing that like you said it's harder to bounce back when you are so far back like when you keep screwing up it, it's not like someone comes to fix it you're like well, what am i going to fix it with you you're going to do do something again you're going to yeah. be annoying you're going to be this you're going to be that um so that's uh i think the goal based on the title of the chapter is to constantly be in a surplus and investing and investing in that. Wrap us up on that one, bro. That one's so the got sheikh. a long time, huh? But wrap us up. Yeah, the sheikh says, In short, if a beloved comes with one vice, his virtues come to the rescue with a thousand intercessors. It's very um, very concise. Yeah. Um, but ultimately what we said, yeah, one much. wrong is easily wiped away with thousands of good. So know. the next chapter was called The Magician. The Magician. Yeah, kick us off, Maz. <laughs> Magician, bro. You know when I when I saw a magician, I thought he was going to start talking about like Musa Ali, <laughs> things like that. Um, I'm glad you just didn't say like Yu-Gi-Oh, 
I, I never watched any of those. But subhanAllah, <laughs> a kid came to me. I have a I have a family friend who's um who's like now he's like young and he starts going to he's into Pokemon. And you were the f- I don't know why you were the first person that came to my head. Did you used to play when you were younger? No. Maybe it was Rita or something. My yeah, Rita did. I know that. My brother actually he used to collect their cards, and then my mum received a message or someone told her, and my brother was young. He was loved yeah. his Pokemon cards. My mum told him that uh, she received a message saying that Pikachu, the name Pikachu, the yellow Pokemon, yeah. the main one, apparently means like God of Thunder oh. or something like that. You know, astaghfirullah. <laughs> and then when my mum got heard that, she got the heebie-jeebies okay, <laughs> to, to uh, censor it. Um, and she wasn't, she didn't know, nor did my brother. So she told him, look, this is form of shirk in there so on and so forth you need to get rid of it my brother threw out all his cards later now to realize that they're worth heaps and heaps of money as well <laughs> but that was just a that was just a, a story for the, based on the title yeah so the, we kind of touched on on a similar topic last yeah. week um and tongue we is king, the right? tongue is king yeah. um and and how how much power it has in in controlling the body um, and the rest, like the person as a whole, um, we we passed was it the hadith where the tongue um, was a hadith where if the tongue is straight, the rest of the body is straight, and if the tongue mm-hmm. is crooked, basically then the rest of the body. Yeah, bil um, Yeah, you know, along those lines. Um, but in this in this circumstance, we're talking about the effect that the <coughs> sorry, excuse me, the effect that the tongue has on on others, and and how it's able to basically bring people closer to you in as a person and and we're talking about the um the english title of this and it was how to make friends or something i believe yeah the english title of this book but essentially building your relation and allowing people to be drawn towards you and not away from you so the title the sheikh uses is the magician um i feel like it is a fitting title to be honest because yeah. of how um, I, I added to what we said last time you know we said the tongue is king yeah uh, and i just added and the control of hearts mm. really that's ultimately the tongue one controls is king over me and my my body and yeah. my other limbs and so on and so forth based yeah. on the hadith we mentioned a couple of weeks back <coughs> and the control of hearts your heart my heart and whoever else i deal with yeah. their heart depend depending on how i use my tongue and how uh, whether or not it invests or you know withdraws or mm. deposits into our bank balance it will then shift your heart whether yeah. to either love like someone or dislike and despise someone really mm. so yeah that's how i that's how i took it you, you get it like even in western culture the word like whenever you've got someone that is able to win people's hearts over they're usually considered a sweet talker right yeah. like you don't you don't ever see someone saying oh he's a sweet actor like you know it's it's always it's always the tongue that does that someone could be one of the worst people but he just knows how to talk himself out of situations knows how to win people's hearts over yeah um like subhanallah if my dad this is something actually my dad taught me um when i was growing up but he was like even if you're even if you're annoyed with someone and you don't like them and they're frustrating you it's like just always like it's sort of like buttering them up just always just talk nice to them and even if they're constantly doing if they're doing something wrong uh against you or towards you like sometimes it just feels odd for them that you're so nice towards them when they have that that feeling towards you. When you're talking to someone and they're just being like a bit rude, then you're just like very kind and and you know because like, they're usually expecting a backlash. Yeah, 
and yeah. and it's it actually pl- makes a big difference. I think uh, there's certain people like that are, again, the people that are you know whether it's parents, siblings, in-laws, they're the kind of people that you don't want to cause problems with. <laughs> so whenever they whenever they are you know like that, it works in that sense. Why would you why would you when you're able to control and allow your tongue to be sweet with these people um, and the rest of the world as well, of, of course. Why would you essentially lower yourself to a point where you're responding with negativity, where you're turning people's hearts away? Yeah. It reminds me of the hadith way back in early on in the book where <laughs> one of the one of the Sahaba, <laughs> okay, who wasn't a Sahaba at the time, mm. he wasn't a Muslim, he actually approached the Prophet to kill him. Mm. It was after one of the battles. I don't recall exactly which one. Um, maybe you can let me know if you remember. Um, and he went to approach it, and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam put his hand on his chest and grabbed him by his chest, spoke to him in a nice manner. And then when he left, he's like, I, bilma'na, okay, okay, I don't want to get, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want to misquote. He said, I I did not feel, the pro- I left that conversation like with no one more beloved to me than the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And I felt that I, there was no one more beloved to him than me or something along those lines and all the, all they had was the conversation yeah and like we said the tongue is a control of the heart mm-hmm. so i can control and manipulate if it be it yeah. too yeah of control and manipulate someone else's heart simply by using my tongue as a mm-hmm. weapon okay yeah that's literally it. A husband with his wife, a wife with her husband, mum and uh, mums and dads and brothers and sisters and the whole works, right? Yeah. The tongue can control the heart. And you can in, in relationships with anyone, like more commonly in, in like uh marital relationships and things like that, but also with family. Um if someone is in a negative situation, if someone is feeling down, the tongue can very very easily uplift them uplift that person mm. and in the same way you can bring them down if they're very positive but we're, we're trying to think of how we can help uh, obviously you want to avoid doing that but if you do see someone down if like you you know if you see your mother upset just a simple kind word a reassurance of you know that you're there to support it's again that comes from the tongue that's from the way you talk to the person what you say and how you say it subhanallah mm. um, it has that huge effect that it can it can really change it can flip someone's mood completely yeah and one story the 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 author mentioned was the story of the Ansar after the Battle of Hunain, where the Prophet ﷺ was splitting the war booty, and he gave pretty much all the war booty to the Meccans, yeah. new Muslims, uh, that like from Quraysh, and the Ansar were left with very much very little or nothing mm. little to nothing and their leader came and the prof- they became a bit agitated and the prophet told the prophet mm-hmm. you know abc they're not very happy because they got no war booty mm. and the prophet uplifted them saying that you guys you, you are the best of people and i wish if you were to go one way i would follow <coughs> you because i would love to be from the ansar and yeah. you helped the the muhajirun when they were at their lowest and so on and so mm. forth what do you need more when you have Allah and His Prophet Sallallahu and you and this the reason why we didn't give you booty is because we don't need to win your hearts over for to strengthen your iman because your iman is already yeah. strong and so on and so forth. They faltered in what their mm. their mindset, but the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam simply with this his beautiful word, they were their beads were soaked. Mm-hmm. Their beads were soaked, and they said that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam suffice, and we are satisfied. Yeah. 
and that's it. No war booty, no nothing. They didn't care about. They didn't care about the ghanima anymore, and they were happy. And the Prophet ﷺ switched the situation from the Ansar being a bit somewhat <laughs> agitated to now going back to the original point, which was in love and obedient to Allah ﷻ and the Prophet ﷺ. But when you when you think about it, when the Prophet Musa السلام, when he went, uh, when Allah ﷻ commanded him to go and enter the lands and, and take over the, the lands of Fir'aun, um, his biggest concern was his speech when when he said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that my brother is better in in speech than I am he knew the effect and the impact of speech and and what it has on these people uh, which is which brought about the the dua um but that that part there is a um there's a focus there's only like four parts or three parts to that to that dua and one of them is the tongue and to allow him to be eloquent in speech. Uh, the Prophet Sallallahu he was sent basically the Quran in Arabic. It was literature, literature and the speech was, was what was used to win the hearts of the people. SubhanAllah. And the way that the Quran is worded, that in itself, obviously the Prophet Sallallahu is conveying that to the people. That is, is it's from the tongue. It's from, it's from the words, it's from the way that it's being delivered. And, and we have numerous examples in the Quran. Um, where the way in which prophets spoke to their people had the biggest effect on on, on winning them over. Subhanallah. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's an example of that with uh, Yusuf alayhi salam, um, maybe even Nuh if I'm not mistaken. But Subhanallah, if you look in the Quran, you will notice that there are so many examples of where, like I said, the the wording and and the tongue of these prophets and how they how they spoke played one of the you know the biggest impacts on on the community. Yeah. Um, let's wrap it up on that one, Mazin. And the Sheikh says to wrap it up, he says a resolution. Pick the best words to speak just as you would pick the best fruits to eat. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah. Um, <coughs> what do you reckon? We do one more or not? We we wait, we did start a bit late. We were running behind. Or should we wait till we get our good old host back uh, in the coming weeks, inshallah? I'm thinking maybe we keep it at that. We keep it at that, inshallah? Yeah, yeah we, it's simple. Nice two strong chapters. Um, actually, quite a lot to take from. I feel like, yep. especially with that first chapter, um, we ask a lot to accept from us. I mean, uh, our efforts. We you won't be hearing from us again this Ramadan. So uh, if you can and you hear my voice, make da'a for us, inshallah. <laughs> mm. I'm just gonna throw that in there. Make da'a for myself, Mazin, Sheikh Nidal, the crew, Adnan, and uh, to share our affairs and grant us Jannah. Also, I was gonna. Just for those, I was I remembered a couple of days ago that we probably should have said in the last episode. But for those um, who are, you know, in Ramadan, in the last ten nights, Prophet Sallallahu mentioned to Aisha radhiAllahu to recite the dua: "Allahumma inna kaafuun tuhibu alafwa faafu anna." So, uh, in these last few nights. Um, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our deeds and allow us to witness Laylatul Qadr and allow us to end Ramadan on the best of notes. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah.